0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Truths We Hide podcast. This is Annette, your host, and today I want to introduce you to Mark Mazzoni. He's a regular guy from the military family. His dad is actually retired United States Marine Corps, and he's been serving his fellow citizens in some capacity since he was younger. Additionally, he is a U.S. Army combat veteran. He has a B.A. in English from the University of North Carolina at Wilmington. He has worked in software and IT project management and is a consumer of all things tech and fantasy. For example, the Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. But most importantly, he has founded his own business called Verily. And I can't wait for you to listen to his story. Hey, Mark. How's it going?
1: Good, good. Like you know, just another just another Monday, a busy <laughs> Monday at that.
0: That is so true. And you're you're calling us from um, Maryland, right?
1: Yep, Laurel, Maryland, right down the road from Fort Meade.
0: And how long have you lived there?
1: Wow. So actually, t- once we hit the end of May, we'll be. I'll be. I will have been living in Laurel, or more specifically Maryland, for five years.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. And I see that you you lived in North Carolina before.
1: I was pretty much raised there. Um, I, I was born in Detroit, Michigan, which is also where my father was born. Um, but I am <laughs> the child of a, a United States Marine. So my dad did 20 years in the Marine Corps, but he moved from Michigan to California and then finished out his, um, his time in service in North Carolina. He retired from there. And then that's just where I grew up. So it's I spent, God, when I was about from eight years old on until you know five years ago when I moved to Maryland. And outside, of course, my my active duty time where I was stationed in Washington state, but primarily North Carolina.
0: Oh my gosh. I've never been there. Well, actually, no, I went and visited there. I have a cousin that lives there, but, um, I've always heard really nice things about it. So I, I'd like to go back and see more of more of the area. I see that you have, you have a a list of accomplishments within the military. So tell us a little bit about your background with that and then how you Came to find or find, find you have founded <laughs> barely, a uh, employment search solution for for those that are seeking. So sure us thing. Uh,
1: from the military, I when I graduated high school, I thought I was going to go straight to college, like you know my brother and just plenty of other people I knew. But the funny thing is that the sort of the running joke is I was too scared to go to college, so I joined the army instead. <laughs> <But> <laughs> So I, because um, I had a, a little like a tiny scholarship to go to the community college there. I was really interested in, in drafting and that sort of thing. My dad is is um, is quite the craftsman, and, but he gets that from his dad. My grandfather, who's a World War II vet, actually, and he passed when I was in middle school. Um, he had built our, you know, the house that they stayed in up in Detroit, like everything. So um, I decided to join the army. And one of my best friends growing up, because we all kind of, there's a group of us that grew up together. Mm-hmm. And all of our, you know, parents respectively were military, whether it's Navy, Marine Corps, you know, mostly Navy and Marine Corps, just because Camp Lejeune is, is one of the largest Marine Corps bases in the country. And that's mm-hmm. down in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So he, he uh, convinced me, he's like, hey, just come talk to the recruiter. He had joined me, you know, he had basically joined already. He was satellite communications. I joined like what I heard. I said, you know, okay, sure. Why not? Um, didn't get much of a bonus really. And because um, my concern was just being able to pay for college because I knew it was going to be on me to, to be able to do that. So, which was, which was fine. Um, went from the recruiter a couple months later. So in August of 2000, went to boot camp. Um, started off at Fort Jackson. The base was full. Then went to Fort Knox, Kentucky, finished out there, did my, my, my job training or my MOS training for, for those who, who speak military. I think it's called AFSC or something like that in the air force, but um, I did that in Augusta, Georgia, also where they have the master's tournament. nice (laughs) trying to find parking during that time as a nightmare um and my schooling was about six months augusta georgia is a really nice place it really is they went from there got to my uh i came back to north carolina at hometown recruiting for about a month i think was on leave and then from there went to fort lewis washington now called joint base lewis mccord because mccord air force base is literally right next door Mm. that's about 45 ish minutes south of seattle and i got to my unit three weeks before 9-11 happened
0: oh my gosh Um,
1: I never thought that I would ever see war much like I never thought I'd see a pandemic during my lifetime either. Right. So a lot of crazy stuff. Um, got to my end, I can tell you exactly where I was standing when it happened because of course, Washington state's three hours behind the East coast. So we were, you know, getting ready for fit and doing you know, PT physical training. And, um, by that point when I had gone downstairs, um, the first plane had hit. And then by the time, of course, I came back and, you know, an hour later, everything else just kind of went completely sideways. So did, um, was out in Fort Lewis for about, um, three years. Then we went to Iraq from November 03 to November 04. Um, I was part of the first striker brigade. So general Shinseki at the time was the army chief of staff. He, of course, later became the BA secretary, um, as you know, some may or may not know, but, um, and the striker was his pet project was actually the striker was, a. Uh, kind of came after the LAV, which the Marine Corps had. Um, there's just There was just some, some differences in the, the way the vehicles were built. But I uh, came back in, um, in November of got 04, off, got off active duty in March of 05, came back to North Carolina, went to college. Um, and I uh, I made, I was a double major poli-sci in English, dropped the poli-sci part, stuck to English, and everyone thought I wanted to be a teacher. I'm like, no, not in North Carolina. I have a lot of love and respect for my teachers. I couldn't do it. I really couldn't, but my teachers growing up um, were amazing. And especially like one of my teachers, my drafting teacher, as a matter of fact, when I was in high school, um, he was a, uh, he was a Marine officer. He'd gone to the Naval Academy, um, excellent, excellent guy. And uh, not to mention my other, my other teachers too, they were phenomenal. But once um, I, I came back to North Carolina, took a two, um, after about two years, I missed the military. So I was like, oh, let me just do this part time. So I joined the North Carolina Army National Guard and uh, from there was still in college doing the one week in a month, two weeks a year thing. Things of course ramped up, they're like, oh, by the way, you're deploying again, I'm like awesome. So <laughs> took about a year and a half off from school. I went to the University of North Carolina Wilmington, uh, right there on the coast, and um, just finished that out. Well, came back from the deployment, finished uh, college at the end of 2012, worked for a software company as a technical writer, and then um, shortly thereafter, not too long after, but a, a decent amount of time, end up moving to Maryland um, because of my 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 well, not my ex, but um, so, and then four months after we came to Maryland, that's when I started working for the government as a contractor. I work for the National Institutes for, uh, of Health right now. I'm in the i t project management field, doing training, technical writing, got I have like five or six jobs. It's amazing, great organization, great people, um, especially the team I work with, my yeah. boss, she's amazing. Um, I'm very, very fortunate to work with the people that I do. But really to that sort of, you know, the, the professional timeline, but where barely came about was um, when I had come back from my, actually when I got off active duty and the, the second Iraq tour I did, I had been on unemployment both times. Now, I wasn't really aware in 2009 that the housing crisis had happened because it really didn't affect me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been removed from everything because I had been in the Middle East. So knowing that happened was completely foreign to me. My parents were fine. No one had lost their jobs, their house, none of that. You know, I was very, very fortunate that it worked out that way. And, um, but the issue I had was, you know, it was finding a job. Even after I worked for the software company, to find a job in eastern North Carolina when you're not west of I-95 in Raleigh, Charlotte, you know, the, the big metro areas, um, with an English degree, not an easy thing to do. So unless you're in IT, engineering, medicine, or finance, you know, because Bank of America's headquarters is in Charlotte, um, it's a beautiful building too but it's, it's difficult. My brother is an electrical engineer, so he's, I mean, now he's been working for the same people for about 16 years, <laughs> so he's in a very high demand field, but for a guy like me, uh, you know, dealing with the the subject that I did, it, it was, it was pretty difficult, so I ended up doing tech support for Apple to, and got lucky because of a friend I knew, and he's like, hey, you should apply, and so on, but it was very difficult to find a job, and that's sort of where the idea was born. Um, it didn't exist in its, the form that it is, in, it is now back then. Mm-hmm. It was a much broader concept. It was really tied to, to veterans, to public safety law enforcement and government, all those things wrapped into one as more of a, a professional network, if you will. So um, I I had really worked on that idea for a while, um, drawn up some some screens, you know, wrote some business plan type stuff. And but what I realized is I would have have needed like Apple's capital, you know, Apple's money
0: <laughs> to the tune of like.
1: Millions, if not more, uh, of, you know, dollars to really build out what it could have been. And I'm actually glad it didn't work out the way I anticipated or hoped. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, when things don't really work out, it really makes you sort of refocus, regroup, and and really like laser in on like what really matters. So uh, a couple, a few years after that, I, I still, you know, bits and pieces, you know, thought about the idea, worked on it. But then I kind of hit a spot where, I mean, I sacrificed a lot. A marriage, um, professional, personal relationships. I mean, things had really like, it, it hurt <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of sacrifice was involved. And, um, I actually took a, a sliver of a piece of the entire platform concept, a sliver of it and extracted that. And that's what became Verily. So it was really like, okay, well, if you're out looking for jobs, everything should be easy. It should be streamlined. It, it should save you, you know, time and effort and all that. And that's how all that was born. And that's how we arrived. I mean, we started building the platform because the, the the idea was, you know, fleshed out a couple of years ago, but we started building it because I got lucky and crossed paths with some engineers. And here we are seven months later and not too far away from a, a soft launch
0: actually. Wow. That's, that's incredible. So how did you, feel, so with, with every, I, I, it wasn't easy, I, I can imagine trying to build this. So how did you continue to stay motivated when things didn't go the way that you had planned or hoped for in the beginning?
1: That's, that's, a, the motivation was tough, um, especially in any, in any sort of relationship when one person's an entrepreneur statistically they don't last because when, whether you're married or it's, you know, it's your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it is, normally one person is, is really the one who of course is doing all the work alongside what other team they have. And of course what I went through pale to comparison, my, my mentor actually now lost way more than I did. Um, and even I've heard, read I've read plenty of stories, heard about several where, you know, you, you have like married couples who've taken out a second mortgages on their house. I rent, <laughs> I don't own a house. But yeah. I've heard of stories where they take out second mortgage and they, because they, they are so focused and they believe in what they're trying to do so much, they literally risk and lose everything. So fortunate for me, it hasn't come to that. And I, you know, God willing, I hope it doesn't, yeah. but with the motivation factor and giving the, the sort of stress and, and pressure and everything else going on in my life, it was, it was really hard to keep it. It really was. Um, I've had the support of some, uh, you know, some really remarkable people. My best friend, um, of course, <laughs> um, and he, who's also, I mean, he's actually currently serving in the Air Force, stationed in Florida, and he's kind of, you know, been there when things just kind of went sideways, just to to be that that rock when you know everyone should have the the, the best one they can lean on it in that way. Um, my parents, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they got tired of just <laughs> just me dealing with what I had to deal with, but you know, they their love is unconditional, and um, for them to be there for me really meant a lot. And now they're really getting to see, you know, the, the fruits of my labor and that of the team that you know, I've, I've managed to, to put together. They're, they're going to get to see the fruits of that. And I know they're, they're really proud. I mean, anyone who supported me throughout this, and there, there's, there have been some naysayers, but yeah. you know, that's to be expected. But for the people who have been there, I mean, even my own team now, I mean, just again, with everything to, to have that love support and encouragement from the people who really matter to you is what keeps you going. So and sometimes you need to take a break. Just to, to really kind of recharge folks because there is a such thing as burnout and entrepreneurs more specifically your small business owners, which are have, you know, unfortunately, especially these the, the current times have suffered the most, you know, you find the encouragement and the support where you can. And when you have those people who are close to you, that's and those are the people throughout everything are the ones you, you really need to 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 keep you know to keep by your side. Sometimes you have to cut relationships because they're either toxic or they they drain the energy you need to channel. To what matters to you, but ultimately, when you have those people, I mean, it, it makes—I won't say it makes everything seem a lot easier, but it makes it bearable, and it really—it it gives you the—it puts you in the mindset where, yes, I'm the—you know—I'm the person who, who sacrificed a lot, you know, in the beginning, but with their support, it doesn't—it it, almost—it almost seems like it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So it's easy—it's kind of easy to move past because I mean, I wouldn't change anything that happened in my life at all. Yeah. good, bad, or otherwise, I really wouldn't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's, keeping the motivation has been, it's been challenging, but it's, it's, it's definitely doable, and and sometimes it breaks people, sometimes it doesn't, but at the end of the day, especially when you've seen war, sometimes, maybe, maybe sometimes it seems easy in comparison to that, but that's a story from another time.
0: Right, no, I, I appreciate you saying that, because I, I was going to ask you, how did you, get past the people that were looking at you crazy. Like, are you kidding me? You really want to do this? And how do you think you're going to do it? Why are you doing it? And so it's hard to push past that because then you start to second guess yourself and, and, and and you're asking yourself, why am I doing this? Is this worth it? It, you, You start thinking all these things in your head, but then like you said, but you have those people, the positive people in your life that keep pushing you and, and, finding that drive for you. And I think that that absolutely does make all the difference in the world. Because it is entrepreneurship is a lonely, it can be lonely. It I is. think. And and you're gonna have those people that are gonna make you question yourself. So I, I I think it it is absolutely amazing to have the those people in your that have your back through through anything, no matter what you want to do. So, you know, when you had those naysayers did you have those second guesses and then you just went to the positive people and they helped you through it? Or what what did you do?
1: For the, for the naysayers. And I think when it did happen, it was more not so much to my face. Mm -hmm. Um, The the way people act, sometimes you can, you can kind of pick up on their behavior. Mm -hmm. You really can. So no one necessarily can say, you know, Mark, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. and the first person who doesn't I would just say well I mean to the person who who says that to me I'm sure you don't even have the courage to do it yourself so I don't want to hear that from you know from anyone and that's usually a big challenge for a lot of people that are too scared to start and I and I get it because it is daunting it really is but despite the despite the naysayers it's just i kind of brushed it off i mean mm-hmm. even no matter where you are and I, i've heard the sort of the running joke is if you're if you have haters you're doing something right
0: yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really wish i knew who said that specifically but <laughs> um but with that being said i you know I, I listened um and the second guessing yourself is something that happens a lot because i'm sure you've heard the term imposter syndrome before yes um, that's not just limited to you know the tech industry it's in a lot whether it's musicians um, you name it. Anyone who's really just going out there and trying to do something bigger than themselves, they're gonna they're gonna feel that way, and it's it's not easy to overcome. But I, something that's really not talked about that I've seen only a few articles is really like the mental health of people who are starting businesses or who are going out there to to really kind of sell their their craft or whatever it is. You know, whether it's musicians, tech founders, any sort of small business owner, whatever it is, and you know we we really focus to, to to deal with that you focus on the people who are there to support you that that's really it and I, I I wish I could you know cite several examples as far as um you know the really some amazing things people have said to me but and it's not just like it's not the yes man mentality where oh you know they just they they blindly support me like no they understand like you have those conversations with each other saying you, you say, okay, this is what I have going on. Here's some of my challenges. And then, you know, like my best friend, for instance, you know, to, even though he's working on some, some big things himself, that he can look at it from the lens of being on the outside and saying, okay, like, here's just what I see, asking the questions and just saying, you know, have you thought about this, this or this? And so it, that's, that's where it helps to be able to get over. Um, and as, as far as, you know, why I do this, the, the why and our, I'll, I'll quote someone, who is amazing when it comes to leadership? Simon Sinek. Um, he has one of the, the highest rated TED Talks of all time, and I think the title, and I could be misquoting this, is called I think Why Good Leaders Make You Feel Safe or something like that. But it's a phenomenal TED Talk, and it really and it ties to a lot of stuff in the military as well, especially about like you know why, for instance, like the officers eat last, they take care of their guys or you know or girls whatever, um, the people in their charge, because without them, I think that the good leaders understand they don't have a job and there's no need for them to be there. Um, for us, our why is really to continue that legacy of service. And of course, I, I am definitely kind of moving around to, to speaking to Verily specifically. But that's really, and I'll ask, like for my life, my dad retired Marine Corps, my grandfather, World War II vet, my uncle Vietnam vet. Um, my brother never served, but I think if he did, he, he has a, his, the way his mind works is amazing when it comes to strategy. I mean, he's also the kind of person who's like literally good at everything. <laughs> and i and he was you know one of my role models growing up, um you know between him and my dad, definitely my my pillars of strength um, and in very you know in in various ways but for us and for me specifically, for the Verley team, our wise to continue that legacy of service so and several of us on the team are veterans um a few of us have actually seen combat, but overall you know that doesn't that doesn't take away from the the value that someone someone brings as a veteran but we understand what service means, and the best part is for those who haven't served. Culturally, they fit into our team perfectly. Our, our engineers, specifically, and a couple other people, and even for our advisory board, we have two um, two veterans as well. One an ex—he uh, was enlisted first and then became a, a, a helicopter pilot, um, a Black Hawk, more specifically. And then another one—he's uh, and the other one retired as lieutenant colonel in the uh, in the Air Force. So just in and both very unique skill sets, but powerhouses in their respective areas. But again, it ties to the legacy of service. And of course, I know you talked to William um, that you know with him being involved in the nonprofit that he does, that that legacy of service has continued. Yeah. And even you know the other and my uh, our, our other advisor who's the other you know the other veteran, I mean, him and his wife are involved in in nonprofit work as well. Um, several of us on the team have either done internships volunteer time, done advocacy, you name it. We still are involved in some measure of service to our fellow, you know, to our fellow human being, no matter what that looks like. So it's, the, the why is really important. And of course, the other thing is, people, and Simon Sinek, again, people don't really buy what you sell, they buy why you do. And that, and that story really matters. And for us, I mean, we are our story. A lot of us come from blue collar families. I think back then, before the knowledge economy, before tech was really big, mm-hmm. everyone said, you know, our, my parents included, you know, I'm, we're just as guilty that hey, you need to go to college to make something of yourself. But there, that is definitely not the case, mm-hmm. especially right now. Tech aside, there are some blue collar jobs out there, and I, and I, and you know, for, for the job I have, I, I do, I, I do well. But there are people, you know, who make, who are in the blue collar world, who make way more than I do,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know. So, and those people, those are the people ultimately, who made this country what it is. They built the, they built the, the highways that allowed uh, the United States to grow economically. They built the skyscrapers, the railroads, you know, industry, you name it. Those are the people who made this country what it is. And I think it's, it, you could kind of almost qualify it as the, the forgotten America because everyone thinks they, they, they see the coasts and all these amazing jobs in the tech industries, but what they fail to understand is without industry, without the blue-collar workers, without all of that, we wouldn't have what we do now. Because it still, even though there might be an engineer behind the people who make uh, microprocessors and, and, and chips to run computers, without that, the United States wouldn't be the leader in technology. You know, yeah. So it, it, people really lose sight of that. And our, and our why really wants to bring that to light and saying, okay, you know, the, the, the 67% of Americans with no college education, which is a staggering statistic, yet every major jobs platform primarily caters to people with degrees of any kind that you know hey everyone we're here to uplift support and and, and provide this service for you so that way you can I mean and even though there are 40 million now if you include last week's numbers which will come out thursday of this week i followed the pattern um based on the numbers and the, the trend even though the numbers of unemployed are going down that they filed you know every week we're at 40 million people
0: oh my gosh in another
1: month we will be at depression level unemployment and I never, like I said, I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. But again, our why go is is to continue that service, no matter what that looks like. Yeah. And with the team we have, the advisors we have, we're out there to really provide something truly of value that matters to people, where they can, they can secure their well-beings and their livelihoods, because ultimately, at a fundamental level, that's what matters. You can't provide for your family. What can you do? Right. So
0: many, so many valid and just... Amazing points that you pointed out there. It's 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 really sad what's going on, but I really love how you stated people won't necessarily buy what you have, but why you have it. And I think that's so important. And I tell this to other people who want to start a business, you really have to have a passion for it. You really have to have your why established first. Don't go out there and just do it for the money in that product alone. You have to really find it in your heart on why you want to do this and share your story and and don't be afraid to get out there and and share that why because it's, yeah, nowadays is they want to really, they want to truly see the authenticity of what's going on behind that business.
1: And and we are on our team, especially, (laughs) we have a, we have a pretty wild bunch and it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, We're close to 20 people, including our advisors now.
0: Nice. Which
1: is uncharacteristic of your standard founder team because your average founder team is three people. You have a guy who's an engineer or, you know, a person who's an engineer, you have a person who's business and you have the third person who's maybe a combination of marketing tech and business, maybe, I don't know, but that's usually the standard format. And plus before, you know, pre COVID that you would see those people would typically land, you know, however much money in in, an investment and whatnot. I mean, before our, our micro investor, um, which I mean, it's some, just a, a nominal amount, but not where no one's putting their job kind of thing. And this this literally just happened like this week. Before the seven months prior, everyone I mean, right now everyone's working only for for ownership of the company. That's it. We have we have no institutional investors, nothing. And it's been that passion. And even a couple of our engineers, you know, they they took a year off because they had done well for themselves. You know, and we're talking you know, some these guys are are literal rock stars. Um, Our engineering team is 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 really set. I mean, to (laughs) kind of quote from my military days, uh, uh, a like a a slogan or motto that the unit had was "a second to none."
0: Yeah, and the
1: the the guys are amazing, absolutely phenomenal. And they had took it taken a year off from regular work to work on passion projects. And I happened to meet them right in the middle of it. Wow! So they had foregone income to work on this. They believed in it that deeply. They had taken the risk with us. I mean, most of us have full time jobs. But those two specifically, we have four engineers total. But those two specifically, that that barely has been their full time job. Wow! And they are.
0: That's
1: <laughs> they, amazing. The, the guys are, are really amazing. Just very, you know, down to earth. Well, creative too. One of them, he does. He's he's a painter, and his work is phenomenal. I mean, I can't wait to buy some. <laughs> but just we have that that sort of that cohesion and that team. But but where we are though, we. It has been the dedication. I can tell you, if it were about money, I would have quit quite a while ago because I've lost so much of it. Yeah. That, that's just the reality. I'm sure I've made some mistakes along the way, and I can I can own that. But it's been a learning experience, fundamentally a learning experience. So I wouldn't say it never was a mistake. It never was. But you right. really you really learn sort of the people that you have in your corner, versus you know the people who just kind of pay lip service to what you're doing, right. but when the chips are down, they really wouldn't be there to help. And that's why my my yes, my team is amazing. And they are the people who, if things go sideways, I know I'm like, hey, dude, like, I need a couch. Like, I would sell everything if it came down to it. That's how, like, I have that kind of, pardon the the joke, but I have that crazy built in Mm. where this, I am, this is all me. If if I had to quit my job tomorrow, I would.
0: Right.
1: You know, so that's just how fundamentally, um, you know, passionate a lot of us are. I mean, the smart thing, smart thing. Is to you know work your full-time job because jobs are very hard to come by. Right, right. You know, but you know most of us have the luxury of working remotely. So, but for the people out there who don't, this our intent is to make sure. And it, the the job seeker doesn't pay anything. And even in the beginning, um, the employers won't be paying much of uh, really much, just because we want to make sure we want to let them know, like, hey, we have this for you. You know, we want you guys to test it out. You know, let us know, give us some feedback. We iterate on that. But we have the versatility and the agility to be able to do that because we're not, no, you know, there wasn't an investor who turned on a faucet for, you know, for money so we could survive, right. Which makes us even more lethal because now we don't have to worry about that. At least for now. So, yeah. but we're, we're at a, we're at a good spot.
0: That's so great. I, I love to see that. I wish you guys could see um, the guests sometimes on the, on the screen because you can see that, that light, that fire in your eyes and that passion. You're just like, I would, do anything and and your team and it's so important nowadays to have that that fire team in the background it is so important and it's it's so amazing to see that you have that so where do you where do you see Verily in the next five years because you're going to have your soft launch when again
1: uh it's going to be probably in the next month or so um we have some (laughs) of course i'm biased that i would say this but it 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 truly is phenomenal what we put together and with some features and functionality, there are just things that you know their other platforms don't have. Yeah. You know, and where I see of course I have a seven-year plan built, but the funny thing is about technology, with everything we have planned, what would happen in even five years will happen in the first year and a half.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's
1: also credit to the engineers we have too, because those guys are rock stars. I mean t- Perfect example, we talked about a feature we were gonna roll out in like version 1.5. So not necessarily a full gigantic new release of new features, but just kind of like one or two big ones.
0: Yeah.
1: It literally took them three days.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: so, and I was not mad, I was like, I thought this was gonna be in the next version, but uh, okay, I'm I'm here for all of it. And Incredible. our our advisory board, I mean, and, th- those, and the great thing about the advisory board is they give us, you know, there's some ideas because they have the expertise in the background, you know, especially one who's, who's a VP of HR at a company. With everything, with all the knowledge he has, and he's been doing that longer in executive HR roles than one of my, one of my teammates has been alive. Wow. <laughs> so the the So just the, the sheer value of the experience and knowledge that he brings to the table, I mean, that's given us, okay, well, we need to think about this, this, and this feature. So where I see us in five years, and regardless of the pandemic happening, um, if I had to take a guess right now, my intent, and this could I mean it could very well happen faster. You just never know, especially with the way the guys work, but or with everyone works. Um, I mean, I would put us at to, you know, to the tune no no less than I mean, I think even like a five hundred million dollar valuation or you know, even revenue would be an understatement just because all of us on the team are thinking like empire where we become so imagine so the and i'm of course rocking a barely hoodie but our the logo okay. the v this is an inverted pyramid this is how i look at it so we're here okay. at, at the beginning and you know there's nowhere to go but up and open so with with sort of the vision that that i have and that everyone else is you know is, is supporting and building um because they i mean i think sometimes even they might think bigger than i do which is saying a lot because i brought in this massive vision and everyone is just kind of running with it.
0: Yeah.
1: So really, I mean, I can't even say, I wouldn't even say the sky's the limit because it's so much bigger than that, it really is. You know, with technology evolving, you know, certain, um, certain devices taking more prominence in, in, in the, you know, for consumers, you name it, there's just so many avenues that we can approach. And there's, you know, I, I, I won't really go into a whole lot of detail about it, but just our, our strategy, on two fronts it is just going to be unlike what the other the other job platforms are out there are doing. So um we just from a, a fundamental level with what we've experienced personally and what was the driving force for creating this platform in the beginning. It's it's going it's I mean even the original design that I had and I'm not a designer by trade, a UI UX designer or anything like that, but I I actually do some of that in my government job. But I also am kind of a, a little bit of a creative too. I mean I am a writer by trade, but with all those things being said, the initial, cause I brought to the engineers when I first met them, a, a mobile prototype and some screens for the employer side. And they kind of took that and just, and, and blew it out. Um, and it's evolved to, you know, with all the feedback input that the team has given. I mean, it's, it's a thing of, it really is a thing of beauty. So that's why I, I think, you know, even half of, you know, half a billion is a bit, is a, is a gross underestimation of what the potential is. Because even when you look at some, some sort of corresponding markets, um, even like staffing, for instance, that's a hundred and forty five billion dollar market. Even if you garner one percent of that, one that's almost that's you know almost you know one and a half billion dollars right there. So, but for us, it's not even so much about the money. Yes, we are a business first and foremost,
0: right?
1: Unequivocally. But because we are our story, we are you know the 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 money will the money will come mm-hmm. success as as a byproduct of our success, but really. We want to offer value. We're not just a job. We're not a jobs board. None of that nonsense that people typically think of. And we're not That's why the hashtag not your average jobs app that's that's to a core that that's exactly, that's what describes us. So it isn't so much about the money. Yes. That will be, like I said, a byproduct of our success, but fundamentally it's providing value to the job seekers. It's providing value to the employers. Because I, you know, I get how business works. I understand all of that, but we're here again to to really continue that legacy of service and offering all these amazing things to our you know to our, our future users. The success and the money will come. But that's not, you know, we're here to take care of our people. But then also by us, by virtue of us doing that, we're able to provide even better, you know, care and, and service to you know to our users across the job seeker and the employer side. That's just that's just a natural evolution. And I think even when companies get really big, sometimes they lose sight of that. I mean, yes you know, some people might have issues, for instance, with Apple's customer service, but fundamentally, they are, you know, number one, when it comes to customer service across the board, you know, and they take a, they take a different approach. And I learned, you know, that uh, the Four Seasons Hotels were really where they kind of got that from. And so when you have that model, you know, your, your goal really is to take care of your people. Yes, some of might argue, like, oh, it's too expensive, or whatever, whatever the case may be. But that, that to me, that's, not really that, not, not the most important thing, but it's the customer service experience. It's the experience, period, that they offer. And we're, follow, we're following the same trajectory, really, because we want to make sure that our people know, like, hey, when we say you're part of this family, like, that's exactly what you are. So you could call the CEO if you really need, if it was that big of a deal, email me. I did this, I mean, I more or less did the same thing as I was doing tech support for Apple for a little while, about six months or so. And I was a tier one support, you know, so I couldn't, I didn't have a direct line. Mm. I kind of broke the rules where I was like, hey, so if you need anything, of course, my calls were a lot longer, which I'm sure Apple hated, but neither here nor there. (laughs) I said, hey, if you need something, email me or call me. Totally breaking the rules, but that's kind of what we do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate people like you on the other end of the line, because (laughs) we all know how it is to call customer support, so... That's great that you did that. I, I'm not going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's wonderful. I, I'm so excited for you. Like, I can't wait. You have to um, keep us updated on when the soft launches and all the exciting things that, that are going to happen. It's, it's so exciting. Where, where can people find you? Where, where can they get more information about Verily?
1: So um, we have a website up uh, www.verily.com V E R I I L Y dot com and right now we're we're adding more to the site initially it was just a landing page just just to kind of you know as a as a placeholder really but to give like basic we have like a a little commercial i actually flew to arkansas for that um, the people that are in the video are it's my my chief business chief biz dev officer who's currently serving actually in the air force as well um so he, every moment he's pretty much not dividing time between his, his wife and son He's you know working on Barely stuff, but um, his him, his wife, and their son are in the video. Oh,
0: that's actually. great. That's really so. Great. And that was a lot
1: of fun. I actually got to fly to Arkansas because um, we have a few people out in northwest Arkansas around like Bentonville, Fayetteville, and Bentonville is actually where Walmart's headquarters is. It's a global headquarters. Um, you also have a big, a few big names like uh, J.B. Hunt, the trucking logistics company, mm-hmm. and also Tyson's uh, Tyson Foods, which I'm sure a lot of people heard say you know especially with the chicken and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> You know, those guys are out there. We have people and about half the team almost is in the the, uh, D.C. metro area, mostly in Maryland. The engineers right now are in uh, Virginia, except for one who's up in New York. Um, Myself, one of our advisors, and uh, Josh, you know, my CMO, he's, we, all three of us are in Maryland. Um, We also have some people in Georgia and Atlanta and Savannah, um, and then one in Vermont. I think that's it because the, oh, no. Delaware, and, um, and South Carolina, because I'm thinking of the new advisors we, the new advisors we brought on, to, And actually, our, our micro-investor, he's in Texas. Um, he actually works on wind turbines. Um, he's a technician out there, and I, I don't have the, the stomach to be able to – nope, couldn't do it. <laughs> <in some respect. laughs> on so many levels for him doing what he does. But the website is – it's going to be growing. We're going to be adding some, uh, some content about features pages. Um, and there's also gonna there's also a big media component that's gonna be supporting Verily. So like I said, the, the 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 dual-pronged approach there. But that's really, I mean, it really serves as a marketing and, and content arm of what Verily's is providing. So, like I said, we're hitting it from a few different angles. But the website's gonna grow. There's information about the entire team on there. Like I said, we're about you know we're at about twenty. Oh, and our our um, social media management person is in Maryland as well. Um, it's a lot to keep up with. Um, like I said, most startup founding teams are three people, and we're at almost twenty. So
0: that's right incredible. Point. I I love how with twenty people, that just shows how amazing everything is. It, it just shows that that family, that teamwork. So it's that's incredible to have that many people on the team working so hard for you. So um, yeah, I'm so excited for you. Wow, this is this is amazing. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you do. Um, thank you for doing this because. You know just i have here his why i'm going to say it again he says we are continuing our legacy of service from the military to help our fellow citizens find jobs in and around their local communities so that's you know that's that's really huge that's huge and we need more people like you because especially during this time so thank uh, you for pre- doing this
1: i really appreciate that 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 means a lot to hear and the when we, when we especially i just want to say this too with talking about our local communities i mean in, in times of crisis, it's, you know, the communities look to, you know, everyone within a community looks to one, they look to each other for support. Mm-hmm. And having been on both active duty and in the, uh, the National Guard, and even, you know, some of my friends who had been on hurricane duty, I mean, you name it. Yes, it's the military who's doing that, but those, that's why they say citizen soldier. Yes. They have their nine to five jobs, and they do, unless they get called up to, to you know, full-time orders, they're, you know, they're working in and around their communities. Right. Typically. So now once they get called to service, they're just doing it in a different capacity. So for us, you know, we have people who, who, you know, whether they, we have people both who have been on active duty and have been in the National Guard or Reserve. So we hit every component. We have people who, we have Air Force, Marine Corps, Navy, and Army. So no, no Space Force or Coast Guard. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But, but we, you know, we, we have people from every, you know, from, from the, the primary from the primary branches and you know and I like I said I've been in Maryland for five years it's been phenomenal I and mean, I have you know my complaints like everyone is really expensive and whatever else but there are there are a ton of jobs here thankfully um because in North Carolina it was just like I said really difficult to come by and my parents still you know they still live down there in Jacksonville and my mom also is a Navy veteran too yes um, so yeah she's um she's she's amazing I mean hands down my you know my parents are my favorite people outside of like my best friend I love um,
0: that.
1: so I'm very very fortunate but just knowing sort of everything that people close to me go through um all those things have really channeled why we do what we do and and the, the what is the easy part or the what and the how excuse me the what and the how are the easy parts because that's building out the platform right. but it's okay well when you do that how do you really align with your why yeah and we and of course, again, biased for the sake of full disclosure, <laughs> um, we're we're really we're we're on the precipice of, of of doing something amazing. The platform, in and of itself, is, and that's you know a testament to to what the engineers, to what everyone else on the team has you know has brought together, whether it's design, marketing, you know operations, uh, development, and sales. You name it. I mean, everything together. And our and our 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 world class you know, our advisors are phenomenal, hands down all those together make us what we are so we can deliver on the why to the communities. So it's, I, I don't use, I don't really use the term blessed often, but we, we really are. And I think if people are in a position to help others, and I'm not in any way, you know, conscripting people or in any way like guilting them or anything like that. But I think if you have the ability to, even if it's something super small, mm-hmm. super small, pay it forward and, yes. and especially if you know given what i've been through and and one of my guy one of the guys on my team will had deployed with me to iraq um and he technically had a hand in saving my life because we wow. there's a big documentary about our unit that was it's called uh it's on battlefield diaries kiowa down Um, that happened in september 2004 and um it it was it was pretty wild and uh myself and, and will both were involved in that and, um, not the documentary itself, but the event that the documentary is based on. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty powerful, but to my point though, you know, I'm, I'm sure given the circumstances, maybe a couple of us should have died. And, and I, that nearly, you know, I, I don't recommend <laughs> anyone having to deal with that. And it, it truly is life changing, but, and again, a story for another time, but because of those things, we're, we're driven to do what we do and, and the why is, is really is the core of all of it. Yeah. So like I said, if you you know if people have the ability to to pay it forward, then you know most because what if the roles were reversed? Absolutely. Wouldn't you want, you know, someone to and I'm not saying like here's a handout sort of things like, no, just right.
0: you
1: know, give give your time. You know, everyone people can give money, great, but that's you can always make more of that. Right. Time is a very finite resource. Mm-hmm. When you give that, that really shows that you're you're involved or you care or whatever. I mean, sure, people say, well, people spend time earning the money. That's true. But when you give that time and don't expect anything in return, that's the bigger value. And that, I think, to me, has more meaning because I've been on the receiving end of of that help before. And I want to make sure that, you know, and everyone on our team has that mentality where, you know, that that service mentality because, like I said, advocacy, nonprofit, whatever it is. And even one of our advisors, you know, she's, uh, she's head of a nonprofit that uh, helps foster kids.
0: Wow. You know?
1: so, I mean, I don't have any kids personally, not yet, um, but I can understand and respect that just because even with my nieces and nephews, I would want to make sure that they're taken care of
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, because it's going to be their Uncle Mark who's going to, you know, <laughs> who's really you know, trying to get out there and, and do something amazing. So, you know, whether it's my family, anyone on my team, or just even, you know, our, our users, their families, we are directly connected to supporting them. By uh, by giving them this access via the app, yeah. So and that again goes back to the why.
0: Yeah, I love that. Wow. Yeah, no, seriously, bless you for having that heart because that's we definitely need more people like that who want to do that. And definitely for anybody's listening, it it's the little things that matter that count. Paying it forward it doesn't have to be something huge. It's just little. And, and that makes huge, such a huge impact on on people that you don't even realize. So I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I, I think that's so important for us to remember nowadays, especially. So, um, gosh, thanks, Mark, for being on here. I'm really, I really am truly excited for you. I can't wait to see what is, what you're going to do with, with all of this and all the people that you're going to be able to help and serve. So keep us updated. Um, I'll I'll post this in the show notes, the links to find you, and we'll just, we'll keep up with what you're doing. So thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. And I really appreciate, I really appreciate you taking the time. It's this, it's been amazing. I'm glad I had the opportunity to, to to talk with you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm just so honored that you chose us to do that on. So thank you so much. And uh, we will talk to you soon.
1: Great. Thanks again. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the Truth We podcast, created and founded by your host, Annette, the founder of A Wild Ride Call Life. Also, a big thank you to all of our sponsors for each and every episode that is aired. We have so much support from them and all of our listeners. You can find more information at www.awildridecalllife.com.